Is business just business or is business personal? It's your boy Mason, the host of the Lunch Break Podcast. Let's get it. In honor of Kobe Bryant, each episode will be around 24 minutes. And each guest you can expect to be from different industries and careers. But the main focus is business is business or is business is personal. Let's get into this episode. What's going on, my guy? It's, it's, it's going, man. 2021 has been a rough year, but, you know, we're going through it. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, just give people context. Like um, this episode is going to be about business development. Right. And we're going to kind of tap into that. Um, but before we get started, I will say um, and contribute to, to Kobe. We will keep episodes around 24 minutes. So shout out to the boy Kobe. Um, but for the culture, bro, what do you like to eat for brunch? What's your, what's your go to brunch? You know, hey, yeah. if there's uh, if there's bottomless mimosas, then you know we're staying <laughs> straight on that. But nice. if not, if not, then we're going for the the chicken and waffles the, or French toast. Those are top tier quality brunch foods, I'd say. Yo, chicken and waffles, bro. I haven't had chicken and waffles in a minute. I'm gonna have to get me some of that. So, <laughs> just a random question: Do you like waffles better or pancakes? Um, pancakes probably. Okay. Yeah, but right, I just love same. the I love the waffle or chicken and waffle combo. That's just that's exquisite. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, yeah, I'm with you on the mimosas, bro. Mm-hmm. I be telling people all the time. I said, as long as I got a mimosa with my with my brunch, <laughs> I'm all in, bro. Um, but yeah, so now let's kick into the episode because people already know what I like to eat for brunch, so I'm not gonna repeat it. Um, <laughs> I'm more of a French toast kind of guy uh chocolate chip pancakes all day every day um yeah so that's that's me man um so now when it comes to business development you know growth and things of that nature i feel sometimes people can confuse sales activities with with business growth and i know it's similar so what's your thoughts on that what's the difference between business development and and sales specifically yeah, so I think of business development, like everything that leads up to the actual sale, right? So when you actually do the prospecting and you're going out and getting their attention, you're putting your offer in front of them and they're saying, okay, yeah, I'm interested, let's get on the demo. That's what I consider business development. And so that that's really what we help our clients do. It's like, you know, we're doing everything from that cold contact to getting them all the way to the booked appointment. And so that our clients can actually get on there and be able to present. And so we're trying to make sure that they only present to qualified people, qualified leads, I guess you could say. We like to say qualified prospects. And so that they can, you know, ultimately scale their businesses. Yeah, man. And that's that's spot on because I feel like a lot of people, they they confuse the two. And it's, it's important to know the difference because it's like you need that holistic strategy in order in order to make money. Mm-hmm. Because like you you mentioned qualified leads. I feel some people, they just shoot from the hip. And they just try to sell to everybody. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Like, why shouldn't people just try to sell to every customer or every business if they, yeah, if they're B two B? That's that's a great question. So, like when I first started out, like my first ever business and my freshman year in college, right? I uh, I started an Instagram marketing agency, and so basically, I wanted to grow Instagram pages for uh, businesses, and so. I took that approach. I was like, okay, let me just go for everyone and anyone, right? Because, you know, why would I want to just seclude myself in one niche, right? And by doing that, my message when I was doing the outbound prospecting, it never resonated with people, right? Like, 
you wouldn't go to a doctor and say, hey, I can get you more clients. You would say, hey, I, I can get you more patients. And so when I say in my message to everybody, to you know, hardware stores, to medical clinics, to hospitals, to restaurants, that, hey, I can get you more uh, clients, doesn't make any sense to them. They don't care. For them. And so Facts. your message never really pierces the market. And so that's why you got to really niche off because then you can literally show them previous results of people in that same space. Your messaging is way more like it resonates with them more. And so they're more likely to respond. And so when, when you really niche down, it's, it's so much easier to get, you know, something to really pop off. Yeah. 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 Having a niche is definitely important because it's kind of like, like you said, you know, your target audience, you know how to talk to them. You have your lane, you have your messaging, you, you, could, you could create a brand or whatever, email campaign, social media campaign, whatever that is, and you can appeal to them. Because like you said, if you go to a doctor and you say client, he's like, what are you talking about? What mm -hmm. if you say patient? You know what I'm saying? And you would think, oh, this is common sense, but not everybody have that mindset because they might be so focused on, oh, I want to make, whether it's a million or a hundred thousand, and they're going to do whatever it takes to get there. But it's like, work smarter, not harder, you know exactly. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, so how did you get into to business development? Like what's your, yeah. what's your background? So and... yeah, definitely let's just dive into it. Yeah. So basically, like I said, you know, I was growing the Instagram marketing business out. Um, we scaled up pretty quickly. We, we hit our first 10 K month within, uh, like six months. And, you know, it all came down to doing like the outbound prospecting, the business development, uh, and really being really good at that. And then, I really enjoyed that. I didn't really enjoy growing the Instagram pages out, right? It was just like the margins are low. I had like a lot of employees. It was it was it was a huge workflow, and it, it just wasn't worth the time. And I just didn't see it scaling to you know a seven to eight figure business. And so I was just like, you know, there's no there's no future in this. You know, I really do enjoy the prospecting. Let me see if I can start something on that side. And so, you know getting into that and figuring out how to prospect at a high level really opened up what we do now. And so what we do right now, kind of like I said before, we just help our, our, our clients get more qualified appointments so that they can pitch at a, at a better rate. Yeah, that's dope. Now, did you go to uh, college or was it more like, okay, I mm -hmm. want start to a, start a company? Yeah, so actually I'm still in college right now. I'm in my senior oh, year. Oh, dope. Yeah, I'm in my senior oh, year right now. And so, uh, yeah, that, hopefully that answers your question. But I mean, I'm graduating later this year. I mean, I don't think I'm going to do anything with the piece of paper, but uh, you know, <laughs> we'll see. But uh, right now, you know, we're at a pretty good position. I think this is going to be my full-time career and I'm um, just excited to kind of keep it going. Yeah, because like, you know, I had a conversation uh, with a friend like a couple years ago and he was like, you have to go to college in order to start a business. Like he's like, you, you have an upper hand if you have a college degree. And I was like, nah, man, like I said, I feel like I, I learned like entrepreneurship, you kind of learn and fail and, you mm -hmm. know, the market change, trends change all the time. So I'm like, college is not going to teach you that. So do you feel like people need college in order to be a good business owner? Um, I don't think so, but I do, I do like the idea of college. And here's why, right? A lot of people don't know how to create like a routine or really be consistent, right? Like that's what school is all about. If you're consistent with studying, consistent with keeping up with your stuff. Then you're gonna you're gonna graduate. You're gonna have good grades. That's that's as simple as it gets, right? And you have to take those same practices with your business. Like you know, if you're not consistently putting in action or consistently being really scheduled and routine, you're not gonna have you know a seven, eight figure, nine figure exit, anything like that, right? So I think there's a lot of qualities in school that really help you accelerate in in business, right? But you don't need either one to be you know to excel at it. So that's kind of like my thought on it. Like I mean, honestly, like everything we do, like nothing of it 
came from school. Like I didn't like none of my professors taught me any of this. Like I all learned it all by myself, just through trial and failure. But you know, um, I I have noticed that if you come to like for example, like if you go to a school like Harvard, and you know you allow your prospect to know that, then they're immediately going to think that you're top notch, even if you don't have the skill set to really you know be able to perform that job well. Just that reputation right. right there in itself helps. And so same thing with the degree. You know, if you look at two businesses from face value, you have a CEO who doesn't have a degree and you see a CEO who does have a degree and you don't know anything else about them, they're probably going to go with the guy who does have a degree, right? Even though the right. other guy without the degree might not perform. So it's just one of those those assets. It's always great to have. You know, I, that's kind of my opinion on it. Yeah, I, I definitely could see it as an asset. I definitely could see like, because uh, I had on episode 102 with Rima, um, she talked about how her having a college degree helps her to get higher ticker clients. Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of like, sounds like you're saying something similar. Um, now, what other skills? I know you mentioned, um, you know, having a good routine. What other benefits are there uh, of college? Like what kind of skill sets or, or patterns or behaviors you learn that helps you be a better entrepreneur? Yeah, in school, I would say, um, really learning how to network, right? Like when you're in a class and stuff, if you can really figure out how to navigate and, you know, find friends and as well as have a good relationship with teachers, like stuff like that really helps, like, you know, with clients, you know, having a really good relationship in that way um, and just being able to network as well. Like, I feel like um, that's probably one of the best things I've learned from college is being able to make friends out of like, you know, nothing just to just approach people. Um, that was like a really good practice grounds. Cause like now whenever we're, for example, like me and you, like we never even talked to before today, but it's like, I can still have a great conversation with you and still be very social and, you know, build a relationship off that. So those are some of the things that I think college really helps uh, in um, the entrepreneurial space. Yeah, that makes sense because it's kind of like, you know, like I, I never went, you know, <laughs> I, I've taken some like online classes and um, things of that nature, but I've never like attended school and things, but two of my sisters have, mm -hmm. or actually three of them. One of them, um, she had an associates. One of them, she went to school to be a teacher. Um, and the other one, I think she's like a medical secretary. Mm -hmm. um, and they're very smart. They're very articulate. They kind of like, you know, especially with like research and stuff like that. There's certain things like how they think and how they analyze information and process. Like, it's amazing. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So especially like with market research and stuff like that, I'm pretty sure, you know, you're savvy with that or like, email messaging and written content, I'm pretty sure that helps you there too. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think college really helps in that fundamental space, you know, like, uh, but at the same time, like, I think if you go to like an internship at a seven figure company um, or like a really just a, a massive operations, that's really going to help you more than your degree and anything you learned in school, right? Because that's really just throwing yourself into there and getting trained from people that are showing you day to day what you got to do. So I think things like that are like a lot more important. All right, so now we've talked about business development a little bit um and in the beginning i talked about 2026 you know so like are there some future trends you you foresee with business development is it like okay will people be using different software more when it mm -hmm. comes to business development will ai be more part of the process like so when you think of 2026 what does that look like for business development and businesses it's going to be really interesting because, uh, I mean, even really in this next year, it's going to be really interesting because, I mean, most people right now, when they do business development, they kind of take like a spray and pray method, right? Like they just send out as many messages as they can. Well, you know, it's all the same template messages, all that stuff, right? Um, there are very few, like our lead gen agency, for example, we, we, we do really custom tailored messages individual to the prospects. 
And so within this next year, you know, there's been AI that's come out, GPT-3. And basically what it, it, it's the most advanced AI out there right now. And it, it's coherent enough to write full sentences. And so eventually, you know, there's, they're going to be training the AI to basically read profiles and write, you know, one to two sentences about them. And so then when the outbound messages go out, it's going to be individual to the prospect. You know what I'm saying? So it would say, hey, Mason, I recently just watched your uh, podcast episode with Nick. It was really great. I learned a lot about, you know, business development. And so when you see this message, you're like, oh, wow, this guy took the time out to actually, you know, listen and respond, you know, I'm going to respond to him. And, but at the end of the day, it's just the AI doing that. It's not, it's not actually the, the, the guy. Who right. So right. that's, that's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting um, to see how that plays out. And then uh, I think eventually the market will be numb to it because eventually, you know, everyone's going to be doing that. Everyone's going to be sending out these personalized messages to you and you won't be able to figure out what is personalized and what's not. And so it's going to be interesting to see how the market and people basically just uh, um, re- like how they're going to respond back if they do respond back at all. And then how to really figure out how to make sales go. So it's going to be really interesting to see these kind of things. Yeah, you know, um, to go along with you saying like uh, LinkedIn has this feature where like, OK, someone can send you like a sales type message, but it's like, you know, you could tell it's like from a premium account. Yeah. And then you just tap your response. So they have like their little spiel and you can hit yes, no, or I need more information. And you like tapping your answers. And then like it either might lead to, Oh yeah, I'll get an appointment with this guy or nah, Mm -hmm. I'm good. Right. Yeah. Or they ask qualified questions like, Hey, you know, do you make six figures? Do you do this? Do you this? Do this? And then like, oh, okay, you're not even our target market, so we're not going to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so I feel like uh, that's those kind of things, like you said, will play a role. Or I find like you know, um, you might go to a website and they have a chat box, and you have your questions. And I'm telling you, some are good, some are terrible, mm-hmm. terrible. So I feel like the ones that if they're going to use AI and they're going to, they got to be effective. If they're going to do the messaging, like, I think some people have sent me emails, but then my name is spelled wrong. Oh, okay. That may not seem like a big deal, but it's kind of like, okay. Yeah. So it's like, if they go on, if they, if they're, if they're going to do AI, they got to get it right. They I definitely agree. got to get it right. It's going to be crazy too, just how it like kind of, I mean, I don't want to say wipe out, but it's going to take a, like replace a lot of people's jobs, like customer support, like those jobs are, I mean, it's going to suck. I mean, like the voice ones are going to be good, but like the ones where it's like chat boxes, like, you know, we have a whole entire customer support team for our, our actual like uh, software that we sell as well. Um, and like, you know, eventually AI, you know, 10, 15 years from now, maybe even sooner is going to be able to just replace that and be able to hold the conversations and answer any customers, you know, request or things like that. So it's going to be really interesting to see how like everything kind of comes about. Yeah. Do you think they could, do you think, um we could ever automate a salesperson i think you can would i ever would i ever be delegated to ai i think you can delegate the entire like prospecting side the actual sales part where you're you know you have to pitch to them i don't think you'll be able to ever you know 
uh, delegate that. I mean, eventually, maybe there might be some kind of technology that kind of does it. But uh, <laughs> but with the actual outbound prospecting, yeah, definitely. Because I mean, like people come to us and we completely delegate the outbound prospecting for them, right? Like, so, you know, eventually AI is going to be able to replace what I do essentially too. Because it's like, you know, what we're doing is just really custom personalized outbound messages at scale. And that's literally what AI can be trained to do. And like there, some pe- there are already like a couple of companies right now that kind of do it. But the AI is not advanced enough to where it writes like good coherent sentences um, about the prospects, right? Like it might just come out a little weird and not like, you know, the right language and stuff, but it's gonna be interesting how sales go. I think, I think the, the move really in these next couple of years, as soon as like AI just like, you know, just crazy and everyone's using it is really the outbound phone calls. I think that's going to be the, the biggest thing. Cause I mean, like, I mean, I don't, I don't see AI being able to hold a full conversation over a phone anytime soon. Right. 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 <laughs> I, yeah, I that's true. That's true. Because it's like, cause um, a lot of people still use code calling mm-hmm. as a, as a sales tactic. You know what I mean? Um, do you think we still gonna be doing that in 2026? I mean, cold calling's always been super good. It's just like some people just don't know how to do it correctly, right? It's like when you're when you're cold calling, and like I learned this from Aaron Ross. He's a he's the founder of uh, Predictable Revenue. He wrote a book, and basically, like when he and he is like he he's probably had the most successful SDR team that does cold calling in history. And basically, like what they do is when they build out this list of contacts for them to call, they have uh, like like the research on those prospects. So instantly when nice. they cold call instantly when they cold call, they can build rapport like immediately. Right. Nobody else in the game does that. Everybody else, what they do is they just have a list of prospects and they just start dialing away, hoping something sticks. And that's, that's, that's a bad way to go about it. And that's why everyone hates cold calls. Same thing with cold emailing, right? There's people who do it correctly and there's people who don't. And so that's why people hate cold emailing, but things like that are always great. Um, they're like, if you, if you have, like, if you're starting a startup, like if you, or if you have a startup and you know, um, you're doing some kind of B2B service, Outbound prospecting is the best way to go about it. Like it's the cheapest, easiest way to test your idea and to find product market fit. Facts. Yeah. So for anybody that's, uh, you know, have a startup or you think about starting a business, that's the way to do it. You got to test and, you know, try to get you some customers first. Cause a lot of, a lot of people like they spend all of this time, like figuring out this, that like, yo, you spent the whole year and you ain't make no phone calls like you didn't yes you know what i mean like test Mm -hmm. it out like you got to beta test that thing and get you some customers first so definitely definitely agree with that man um it's funny that you said that because uh so like literally i met this guy on twitter i've been kind of growing on my twitter these last couple days or last couple months i guess and um so he 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 comes from a very technical background i come from a very like a sales background and so we have a pretty good idea and then i was like and then because he, he like we were both discussing last night and he was like you know should we set up the llc get the you know everything rolling and i was like let's just go sell it see what happens and see if you know the market actually wants what we have and then we'll figure out you know the contracts the partnerships the bank account the llc we'll figure all that stuff out after like there's no point of getting all that set up and then we find out that this this doesn't even work out so Facts. i'm very big on just going out and doing it failing, figuring out what works and then going back and fixing it that's i think that's Especially when you start up, that's like the best way to go about it. Just like you said, you know, there's no point of, you know, taking years and years to build something <laughs> and figuring out that nobody wants it. Exactly. Action, man. Massive action. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so here's the question for the culture that we ask. You know, some people feel business is just business. You know what I mean? And then some people feel business is personal. What's your take on it? Do you feel like, oh, it's only business or do you feel like business is personal? I mean, it's interesting that you said that. Uh, I mean, I, I think back in the day, business is business, right? Like, 
you know, like you don't really know the people at face value, you know, you're just, you're just business is business. Right. But now it's like with all this personal branding, um, you know, really getting to know people at a, like a, at a higher level. I, I think a lot of business right now is very personal. Like all my, I, I guess, clients and all my, all my, uh, partners that I use within my business, like they're all great friends. You know, it's like, I know that as such a, like a face value and like, you know, it's a good thing that it's personal because now you can hold people accountable. Right. So it's like, um, you know, you just, you have a lot more to lose than just your business. You have your reputation. I think reputation is the biggest thing and the most important thing to you, especially if you're running a business and you don't want to lose your reputation. So Facts. I think, um, yeah, so this would be my first time saying this. Yeah. I, was gonna I say, feel like there's very few industries where it is, strictly business right mm -hmm. like i feel like especially like the lawyer industry like if someone's a lawyer and you know they're in a courtroom and they just taking care of business like it's not <laughs> it's not personal yeah. at all mm -hmm. i feel like besides that if you're talking marketing if you're talking business development if you're talking like any other type of endeavor it's definitely personal like you said yes. personal branding like you you got to have a personal brand in order to attract clients nowadays you know what i mean yeah. like people yeah. want to know that personal side of you you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying because if i'm only posting on social media about podcast 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 and i never post about anything else nah people want to see that that personal side so um you know definitely do you feel like there's other areas or other industries where it might just be strictly business honestly like i can't think of any off the top of my head but i mean like and at the end of the day, like sales are relationships, right? Like you gotta, you gotta really build it up. They're not going to just sign with you just to sign with you. Like I've had, I had this one prospect reach out to me and she said, Hey, you know, like, I, honestly, I don't know much about your service. I don't even know if it's top tier, right? It sounds like it is, but you seem like a really trustworthy person. I'd rather just want to sign with you just because of that. Right. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. We did close on her. Uh, it's, I mean, hopefully we'll close on her. She's listening to this, <laughs> it's over. but, but it was really comforting knowing that, you know, she was like, I, I want to sign with you just because you seem so trustworthy uh, more than, you know, if you actually can provide or not. So things like that, I think at the end of the day, that's like really the turning point, right? Like, uh, you know, if someone's on the edge, really the relationship is what's going to push them over the edge. Yeah. Trust is so important, man. Mm -hmm. um, you know, having a good reputation as a company and, and things, because it's kind of like, I'm telling you, man, I've seen so many times where like, oh, this came out in the news and then people are like, oh, I'm not shopping there no more. Yeah, I'm not going there no more. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or something else come out and it's a positive thing. And they're like, oh, wow, I didn't know that about that company. I, I'm going to shop there now. So consumers, customers, clients or patients, <laughs> <laughs> they look at things from that perspective and is definitely more, especially like how um, certain social things or certain movements people support. Um yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely see how business is personal. Agreed. Yes, sir. But yeah, man, thanks for coming on the show. Um, it's been dope. And, um, you know, hope to have you on again. I'd love um, to be back on. Yeah, for sure, man. But appreciate you coming on. Thank you. It's great being here. It's your boy, Mason. Thank you for tuning in. If this episode made you think of someone, reach out to them and share this episode with them. And do me a favor, subscribe to the Lunch Break Media Group on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And connect with me. 
Connect with me on Clubhouse and Instagram. You can find me by typing in Mason underscore the lunch. And if you on LinkedIn, look up Mason Ashad. DM me. Feel free to DM me uh, podcast ideas. If you'd like to be the guest on the podcast, DM me on Instagram. DM DM me on LinkedIn. Or if we're in the same Clubhouse room, just shout it out to me if we're on the same stage. All right? Can't wait to hear from you. Or you can text the phone number 585 502-8894.